Gotta love getting spam followers. Like, hey, sweetie, come see my hot photos or videos or maybe just my number. Just follow me. <laughs> yep. Send a message back. I'm the IRS. Can I audit you? I'm trying to reach out to you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> yeah. We've been trying to reach you for We've been trying months. to reach you about your car's extended warranty. That's how I wake up my kids. I have a bag of shit for you in my car. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 180 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. There's Danny. There he is. Over to, and finally, hey. how long... Uh, how, no pool league tonight? Did you not get called in to sub nope, or something? I did not. And so you're like, oh, this is perfect time to actually no just yeah, hang out with I, my besties. I, I had the kids this weekend, so I'm going to uh, let Bernie have the kids tonight. Or the kid tonight. He was totally out of the house. Get out. Leave. We'll, we'll get to that voice in a second. The other voice, I don't know if they said anything. Big G. I'm not alone anymore this yeah. week. You got, I, was you got with, people. I was with you last week, spiritually. But you weren't touching me the way you normally do. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. You got to be careful. My wife told me to stay home. I think there might be some FTC rules against touching online or on air. Nope. That gets us to... What what the table hides, Twitch doesn't know. Okay. You you all have your fun. (laughs) I have long arms. And I got to read this one specifically. Uh, The bro mental... Anthony. Stop trying to make bro-mental a thing. It's What's, not a thing. Bro-mental okay. is totally a thing. Okay, well, that answers my question I was going to ask. What the fuck is bro-mental? It's like not when a I first thing. saw it, I saw bro-metal, and I'm like, are you talking about no. Full Metal Alchemist? Man, He's no. trying to make bro-mental a thing. Garrett just doesn't like the fact that Omnathan's bro-mentals are cool. It's, they're not bro-mentals. Yes, they are. Bro-mentals. You got Fury, you got Solitude, and you got Endurance. You got all the, and Risen Reef, you got all the elementals of Omnath. It's just bros. Bro-mental. All the bros. And just like that, Matt's going to continue with the script. Well, yeah, of course. Off topic. So we're glad that you guys decided to join us for this episode. Going to start off at the top of the episode to express our sincerest gratitude to you, dear listener, for tuning into this week in MTG. We know that there are countless, countless other MTG podcasts out there to choose from, and we're honored that you chose ours. Uh, we appreciate your support and your feedback, and we want you to know that we are always striving to improve and make our podcast the best it can be. We couldn't do it without you, and we are grateful for your continued support. So from all of us here at This Week in MTG, thank you for listening, and we hope that you continue to join us on this podcasting journey. We also need to give a big special thanks to the Patreons of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to hosting the website, the podcast feed, buying packs, and uh, for uh, packs and cards for the monthly Patreon giveaways. Speaking of, if I'm not mistaken, is it this week? Yes, this it week is. will be the super secret giveaway. Yeah, first Saturday of the month, typically around like the five to six o'clock time central, do a super secret giveaway for the Patreons only, where we do those uh, pack and card giveaways that fall into a certain theme. So big thank you to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, KCB, 
Taylor M, and Ricky R. If you guys want to be crazy and supporting us too, check out the Patreon. Links down below. There's a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 tier gets you put in for booster packs. $10 tier gets you put in for a, a commander playable card that's kind of blinged out. Last month was a, a secret layer bloom tender. I have not thought about next month, April. Oh no, we have thought about next month. It's going to be your Fools. choice. It's going to be your choice of Infinity um, Shockland. You get to choose, and I don't care. Like it's above, it's above that fifteen to twenty dollars threshold. But they're cool cards, and all the packs are going to be Infinity. So yeah. we got that. Uh, if you're unable to support us or don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also support us. That's a lot of supporting there. Did I say that? We ask, we ask for that extra support. All that extra support. Um, sharing this episode with your playgroup or your LGS rival or anybody that you hate. The views count the same. Another excellent way of supporting us is by rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on. You can also check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs, Sports Cards and Gaming, located in Fargo, North Dakota, who is our sponsor. <clears throat> Speaking of, let's hear an ad for them now. JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's jump to the breakdown of this week's episode. We're going to jump over to the Boggle Desk, where Big G is going to tell us about a salt and sugar report and some event results, some upcoming events, and then that will be that. We'll move to the news, where we'll talk about uh, Black Lotus selling, some Lord of the Rings stuff, some teasers. Danny, specifically, is going to jump on to the Mark Rosewater teaser. It's, for- it's mine. Always is and always will be. Oh, well, oh so you're is. the one that put that in? Yeah, I put okay, Danny. Good. Well, I'm just saying Mario Teaser has always been a blog they, talk, they so it's, yours. it is technically my spot. Yeah. The, the Mario Teaser is synonymous with Danny speaking. Only yes. he can talk about it. No one yes. else. Once a set, you get to hear my voice. And then there's a Gavin <laughs> Teaser of the Commander cards as well. From that, we're going to jump to the Conjured Currency, where we talk about Magic Finance prices, and then from there, we'll end the podcast, and y'all can go home. So with that... Over to the boggle desk. Over to the boggle desk. Let's get this thing started. As I was as I was saying before we started broadcasting last week, I was on my own, so got this thing done in under an hour just because I didn't have anyone else to talk to other than those of you in the Twitch stream. Thanks for those who showed up, by the way. All right, anyway, sugar report. Uh, the modern 2K at J-Dubs for me didn't go terribly bad. Uh, I didn't make top eight, but it didn't go terribly bad. Um, it went bad for me. <laughs> Redid my uh, redid yep. my uh, scam deck a little bit to kind of fit more what most people are doing versus kind of the mid rangey style I had going on. So it was a lot of fun to um, do a new style of the deck that was doing a lot of fun stuff still. And we play each other round three. We great. did as we were talking in round two, going, "Hey man, 
there's still a chance three and two could make it. It's yeah. not like we haven't played each other. Oh, shit. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I will say, though, the best part of that entire uh, three matches we played, though, was definitely the second one when you dropped that blood moon on yourself to stop oh, me. I, and I'm like, I fucked myself over look, on that I just, one. I just look over. I'm like, hey, Garrett, what's yep. your land situation look like? I'm doing just never mind. Yeah, I'm going to play this uh, Dothy Void. Oh, fuck. These are both non-basic lands. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the assault that I have from that is a little bit of a different thing. In other words, uh, slow play. Um, I'm not going to get into too much details, um, but long story short, if you're going up against somebody and somebody's got a stalemate within their match, Try not to slow play, um, but if you're uh, if you're ever in doubt, this is a note for me um, making a mistake and not doing what I should have done for you, the listeners. And I'm glad I made the mistake now versus when we're down in Magicon because that's where I'd want to not make mistakes the most. If you are ever in doubt, talk with call a judge over. Worst case scenario, they're going to give you a little bit of extra time for waiting for them for asking your question and honestly maybe it's an educational experience for you and your opponent but judges got, are your friends i got told after after the fact i should have called a judge over and slow play and talking about it it probably wouldn't have changed any of the results happening but it would have put forth something that jdubs wants at their community which is you know play don't. fairly don't slow play to cheat your opponent out of a match don't be a fuck and just try Damn. that too try to have a good time yeah but anyway so there's that like i said not going to go into too much details just play at a good pace don't slow play your opponent there you go don't be a um so yeah. for the j-dubs modern 2k uh results um i will have deckless and everything hopefully next week caleb's writing up a report he like i am a teacher so teaching comes first, uh, our hobbies come second. So, but the report I do have for you guys is that after the tops, so the top eight went into it, the first round, everyone figured out their top four and the top four decided to split the prize. So 2K went out amongst all of them. Nice. And that was in store cred, which was really cool. Well, did was it decided that no matter what all was going to be store credit or did people take like cash? There, there was a cash option as well it was basically you know 60 percent of whatever your store value would have been yeah it was 240 in yep. cash and so, then 400 cred if you wanted the cred which yeah it's fine either which, way it's a good choice talking with my wife she's like well you should have done the well would you have done the cash or the store credit i'm like probably the store credit because then it's not i don't have to trade in i don't have to go yep. organize shit in the back it's 400 dollars a cred yeah so that's nice anyway now we did have the NRG series. Hold on, hold on. Hello, Barra. Hi, Barra. Hi, Barra. Now you can continue. I saw it. I I felt like I waved <laughs> enough, but maybe I didn't wave enough to no. for him to see it. But there we go. Cool. Hi, uh, Barra. <laughs> so we talked about some modern. Now let's talk about some pioneer. NRG series was happening in Chicagoland. Pioneer. So we're just gonna do a quick rundown because um, pioneer still kind of very unsettled land unlike modern where it's very settled you have your decks and you know what's there so here we go the meta breakdown Rakdos mid-range taking up 14.78 percent of the meta with 30 decks other category which could be people mislabeling or various other things that goldfish does not deem 
applicable to put in its own category. Work on your shit, goldfish. Um, Took up 8.87% or 18% of the decks. Abs on Greasefang, same stats, so that 8.87 and 18 decks. Hidden Strings decks took up 8.37 or 17 decks total in the meta. Now, deck number one going 7 and 0 is an uh, is it creativity deck with a splash of green, which I believe was just for the side. It's just for the the main piece. Oh, yeah, the 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 worm. The combo. Which the worm and the god of revels, which um, they don't really try to play outside of cheating them out. So that's about it. Um, and we've talked about that deck before. So then Rakdos Midrange coming in at a 7-1. and one. Is it Pyromancer? So some Spell Slinging also coming in 7-1. and one. And then a 6-0 and o team, Mono Green Devotion. Ooh. Now, top played cards. So number one, 276 copies taking up 34% of the decks. Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Thoughtseize coming in at number two slot. 252 copies, 31% of the meta are in the decks. Number three, Fatal Push, 179 copies, 23%. And Reading Volley, 166 copies or 34% of the decks. Now, the top played creatures, which look at that. We don't know any of them because there were no creatures in the in the top played cards. So here we go. Blood Tithe Harvester, 132 copies, 16% of the decks. Bone Crusher Giant, 131, 17% of the decks. Elvish Mystic and Lanamar Elves taking up the three and four slots. Mystic 101 with 13% of the decks. And Lanwar 100 taking up 13% of the decks. Trying to figure out how Mystic has one more than Lanwar Elves. Someone must have just registered more Mystics than Lanwars that day. Well, the fun part I have there is it's it's be one thing if it was like two, but it's just one. Yeah, I know. That's weird. <laughs> All right, and then the top played spells, we already talked about them. Fable to Mirror Breaker, Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, and Redding Volley. All same copies, same percentage of the decks. So that covers that. Now for some upcoming events. So I did these in chronological order this time. So first up is the Tri- Legacy Tri-City Tournament, which will be here in Fargo at J-Dubs. It's a $50 entry on April 22nd at noon. That is a Saturday for those of you keeping track at home. Now, this is a competitive REL event, so deck lists will be required. Prizes will increase after 24 participants, but the prizes that are set in stone. First place, you're getting a revised Underground Sea and a Tri-City Playmat. Second place, $300 in store cred. Third and fourth place, $200 in store cred. And fifth through eight, $150 in store cred. So if you're a Legacy fan or you're looking to try it out and somebody's willing to borrow you some stuff so you can piece together a deck, go ahead and get here on April 22nd. I know Caleb at J-Dubs is trying to, still trying to convince me to come over and play some Legacy. But I am an Elves guy, and I can't afford guys' cradles. Come other, on. Other than that, I have everything. So Can't you just sell a kidney for those? I don't even think a kidney would get me the playset. <laughs> Here, I'll go do a press just check. Take quick. a loan on your house. and uh, <laughs> Second mortgage. But uh, remember how I said I put things in chronological order? Well, I fucked up. <laughs> I, put the, right, right. I put the actual magic events in chronological order. But the week before 
the Legacy Tri-City Tournament. J-Dubs is having their card show, which is April 15th, and it's starting at 10 o'clock. So join J-Dubs as they host a sports and gaming card show. It's located in the new event center that's connected to the store. It's free admission to go check out. If you're interested in setting up at the event, uh, give J-Dubs a call. Tables will go fast. It's a first-come, first-serve. I haven't gotten an update from Josh or anybody to see if there are still tables, but it's always a good time to go around and look. There's tends to be a lot of sports and Pokemon there if those are two things that interest you the most. So Pokemon. And I'm sure Josh from Frame the Game will be there as well. He normally normally is there. Hey. What? Hey, Garrett. What? Who do you think is the best Pokemon? I don't know, man. For my money, Mankey's the best Pokemon. Fucking Mankey. I feel like that's a video. I it is a video. It is. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll find it for you. <laughs> we had to do it. It's the Mankey! <laughs> Mankey! <laughs> Fun fact, Mankey is one of my favorite Pokemon. Nice. He's a pretty cool guy. All right, but beginning of May, we've got Magicon Minneapolis coming up. Um, as we've talked about f- before, we'll have the MTG Cribs down there. <laughs> that's right. Crazy Mage. Squirrel Squad for life. I agree. Um, squirrels? Live update. I love squirrels. What? Magicon is oh, 38 squirrel. days, 16 hours, and 22 minutes away. Ooh, at, the t- at this time of recording. Look at that. Yes. 38 days away. Boom, boom. Can't wait. Um, But I'm excited. There are going to be artists there that I'm really excited. I've already talked to my wife going, hey, um, remember that artist we were looking at? Maybe putting artwork up in the nursery for the boy um he's gonna be there i would like to get those arts that i was talking about if they're at a good price and decorate the missing wall of my man cave and hey the she ap- approved a stamp of approval i got i got good news for you what you could sell one of your kidneys for two hundred sixty-two thousand dollars, so you easily could afford a place in the cradles and then some <laughs> yeah. fuck i'll have to look into selling a kidney <laughs> Holy Christ. Yeah, Thanks, kidney, Google. Kidneys are, they can buy you a house. Number one, though, is. Uh, so just, this How much is could thing. I get for a testicle? No one Look that up. Those. No one wants those. Anyway, Niv, Niv visiting hey, myself. There's nothing better than uh, true blue Rocky Mountain oysters, not from a bull. <laughs> I've got a story for you after. after oh, boy. About Rocky Mountain oysters and the anyway. comedy that comes with them. Anyway, MagicCon's going to, no official schedule has been released yet as far as what the main events are going to be, but I think this is going to be one of those times where this will be my first one. I'm going to take advantage of side events, going to artists, and just taking in the environment. I'm playing Commander and Oathbreaker all day. Fuck yeah. Um, but I, yeah. I am going to bring a couple of modern decks with me, a couple of Pioneer decks oh, with yeah, me. Oh yeah, all my cards going to be with me. This is, I'm out mainly of, playing Commander out of and Oathbreaker. My, Almost not. 20 completed commander decks. Ooh. You're going to bring like four? I'm going to bring like four. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to bring I'm going to bring probably a couple of so basically, at least one fun one and then three so competitive ones. You're going to pack just your cards and no clothes. Well, no, that's just going to be my magic backpack. That's the I'm second ha- suitcase. I, I have a, yeah. a clothes yeah. and toiletries backpack too. Anyway, backpack but then 2 suitcase. weeks, 2 weeks after Magicon Minneapolis they're going to have an NRG series in Minneapolis. So I know a good chunk of our friends that are up here in this region are actually going to be going to both. I'm only going to one of those events because the weekend after, I have a bachelor party to go to. So, yes, we will be playing Open Flippy Dot Drinky. Yep. Huh? Yep. 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 All right. Live streamed. Oh. Oh. Ooh, I'll think somebody about that. that. No. No, but it's for Ben. 
and he's a big magic guy, so we're going to play open flippy dot drinking. It's a good game. We already have that on the list. Yeah. That's what we were trying to get the festival in the box for. Yeah. But we, I mean, I'm sure peace. Danny and I good are going to try to figure out something. Maybe I'll talk to Josh and see what I can work out with him for some open flippy dot drinky type of supplies. But anyway, off to the news. Yay. The news. I suppose we didn't even really Don't say who's doing what other than Danny does the Morrow teaser. I claimed it. All right. Well, you know what? Because it's nice and quick, I'll talk about the Black Lotus thing, and then Anthony's got the second one. Yeah, I'm ready to go with that. Don't worry. Perfect. And then Danny's got the third? Yep. And Matt, you got the last one before we jump on into Contra Currency. The money. The money, money. Speaking of the money, money, though. Well, yeah, that's money. We, uh, Holy God. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. The the Alpha Black Lotus Auto PSA 10 Gem Mint card that was signed by Christopher Rush officially got sold for just over half a million. So $540,000 setting a new record for black lotus sales mm-hmm. so um it's a that's really short update for you we talked a lot about it and we talked about a few more things that went into it um yeah so there's that's just crazy it's awesome i mean just I, to I, see I think it's just card. crazy in the fact that like it's a mint 10 and it's an alpha one yeah and it's alpha just, it's a mint 10 alpha and he signed it i mean like he didn't sign the card. He, si- he signed the, the, the case. Oh, the, the, he signed the case. Yeah, it's yeah. the PSA oh, case. Yes. Either way, still. Either yeah, either it's way, one of those it's things. a fucking mint ten that he signed at least. Yeah. So the signature itself is worth two hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So I just remember, like, how many years ago was it with the uh, the the art pieces that were sold that oh, he had signed yep. that were worth like between two hundred and three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. But crazy. Um. That's just the nice quick update for you on that Black Lotus we talked about. I know I it sold prior to last week, so I could have talked about it last week, but I was trying to get a few more things in that were yeah. Yeah. you know, trying to be by myself. So there we go. On to the next part. Yeah. We got some Lord of the Rings stuff coming from Hipsters of the Coast, an article called Of Rings and Representation. Whew. If no one's <laughs> read that yet. Yeah. I mean, so, I've also listened to a lot of things talking about this too. This is a big one. Um, so I'm going to just kind of skim over the first part of this article. Cause like the first part mainly talks about the one of one serialized ring and how there is the good and bad effects about doing this. One of it being that like wizards can do whatever they want. It's their company. It's their product. They can do this type of thing where essentially this card alone can be worth more than that. Christopher rush signed alpha <laughs> yeah. black Lotus. So, uh, there's a little about that, but the bigger part of the article is discussing a lot of the issues of people having a problem of making the character of uh, Aragorn black, which in reality, like it really doesn't matter. But based off of a lot of our interpretations and movie stuff and everything, so from the Aragorn and Arwen wed card that's been shown off. Uh, thoughts, anybody? Anybody care really enough? We talked about this a little bit before, like when I first got here. Yeah. A lot of people are going to judge based off of the, the movies. Movie, yep. Which I would say a majority of people who like Lord of the Rings probably first saw the movies. Before yep. they read the books, yeah. So, well, even even if they like the, the movies, just look at the size of the books. Most people are not going to read those books. 
Well, I thought so. I've got a a nice summer gig that I'm probably going to try to do audiobooks mm-hmm. all summer instead of listening to music. Yep. While I'm mowing, so I'm mowing at a golf course, so I get to golf for free. Nice. <laughs> Bring yeah. A friend, so. Right? So here's kind of like the, the one extra nice. part that's important. So it says basically from the guy, Anthony Lowry, that's writing this. So I'm not well-versed in Lord of the Rings lore or whatnot, and I don't particularly care. I just find it very interesting when people bring up race swapping or blackface when a character perceived as white in parentheses, but not integral to the character, ends up in black in an adaptation remake or otherwise different retelling without a malicious intent or reasoning to blackness itself. The weaponizing of a very of the very thing that harms black folks is being used as a counter-argument against Aragorn being black and intent is completely disregarded just to create a gotcha moment. And you didn't even think how about how you loved Hamilton while you had a problem with that. Like, the whole thing, like, Hamilton was changed, too, for the different things and stuff as well. So, well, I, and, and I, I, thing, I get where they're coming from with it, but, like... Well, and a big thing, like, I've gotten to see cool things with my students, with... Um, just being a dad and kind of getting dad things on like things like my TikTok and Facebook. Representation's a huge thing for some people. And uh, like the hard part for all four of us in this room, we've always had the representation. Yeah. So for like the big one I think about is Encanto because obviously my daughter watched Encanto a lot. So a lot of Encanto things popped up on like my news feeds and stuff like this. There's a video of a little kid who looks a lot like the the youngest cousin in Encanto. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, looks like him. And he, like, dad or mom's recording a video, and it's, Mom, it's me! <laughs> it's me! <laughs> and the kid, like, really looks like that younger cousin, too, so that was a really cool thing. But it's like, as a bunch of white dudes in a room, and probably as a vast majority of the magic community is a bunch of white dudes... Yeah. That vast majority. I'm not saying that white dudes are the only people that play magic. No. Obviously, we know there are females that, plenty of females that play. Yeah. And plenty of other and you colors, like to, races. And you like to see genders, everybody anything. playing this game. Everybody. So I don't see, to me, I don't see the problem if someone can attach themselves to a, a new character, or not even a new character, but a character. A character that the rights were bought from or yeah. borrowed from, anyways, to be used. Yeah, no, there's no way like, they can. There's no. They don't have enough money to buy the rights for no, it. But <laughs> no, you, like but like the thing. The yeah, yeah. Truly, is it's like, what harm does it do to have somebody feel cool? Included. I I could be Aragon. I could be this yeah. character. No, I like. <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. I don't feel like it changes his character at all. But no, again, I don't, it's I don't it's one of those it things where I'm. I'm an outsider looking in on what I perceive on things, so it's not saying that my opinion is the end-all, be-all. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if uh, I haven't listened to his podcast in, the, in a while, but uh, Power Dragon, Color of Magic, I can only imagine that he has something posted up about this kind of a discussion on there uh yeah. power dragon is a, a person of color in the magic community he's wicked smart he makes a lot of cool decks and uh stuff like that and he has a really good podcast and i imagine this is like this is like one of those topics that he this, would totally be talking about this is this there. has come up across a lot of other podcasts i've been listening to this has been a lot of things i've seen articles floating around and i like i said i i personally don't i like it i don't really mind 
It doesn't bother me one bit. Like, I don't think, like, when you read a book and a character, like, it doesn't matter what your background is. If you're reading a book, you're going to design the character to be whoever it is. Like, well, there's a reason why I also, like, a lot of books, like, if they don't have a descriptor of how they really look, it doesn't matter. Well, and that's going to be the thing. Like, a white dude's going to, per- if there's no description, going to yeah. perceive as a white dude. Black dude, going to perceive black dude. Indian dude, same thing. I mean, it's over it's and, nat- and over it's and the, over. It's the natural thing that we will do for a character building. But at the same time, like, yeah, I've read some of these. I've read a lot of these books. I've watched all these movies. And, I mean, to me, like, it's, what's kind of interesting is, like, the way I look at this character that they designed for Aragorn on a magic card is it's kind of, I know he looks familiar in a sense of, like, one of the big name actors to me, but I can't place it. Kind of like how a lot of people said, like, Teferi, like, Teferi 3 kind of looked like Idris Elba a little bit. This looks like Audris. The actor Audris. Yeah, 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 yeah. That might be who I'm thinking of then. But like that's what I'm saying. Like it just it's kind of cool. Like I like that where it's, you can just pull that as a like it just that's the first thing I think of like a person like that, a good person to put in that place and mindset. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I like I said overall though, with this with this article too from Hips to Coast, it's a good read. The other point too that's made in here too is just the intent behind what changes for these situations to come about of choosing a person of color to be a character versus something in the history past to be some other other race, whatever. So, which I think wizards probably did their intent based on inclusion and wanting everyone to feel included into the world of it and the stuff that they were allowed to get borrowed for rights to make pride for. So, yeah, I do, I do want to point out the fact that uh, people that are saying it's not, pure to the story like They're, middle that's earth just, that's middle, just fans middle earth inc had to approve to this before so yeah. it's 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 canonical yeah. like just yeah shut the so fuck up. so they, somebody they approved somebody them. there was like In whoever owns, do it. Whoever, yeah, whoever, whoever owns all the rights company. to this stuff they they said yeah that's fine yeah 100%. and that's and that's the whole thing like they probably don't even care either so like for for the fans out there that they don't like this and they can't handle it then i guess you probably shouldn't buy this product then that's not for you don't do not buy this product well, and we've talked about that many times. Not every product's meant for everybody. No. So, I would argue if if this product is not for you because there's a black guy depicting there's, a guy that you got more issues than yeah, we can help yeah, you with. Yeah, sorry, that's what I'm saying. Is you kind of the problem? A, you're kind of a sucky person. If that's the problem, you better sell your collection. You probably should get out of this game and go play something that no one cares, like a really hateful game on the internet or something. Like like uh, League of Legends. If you want to be a toxic person, go play League of Legends. That's a great place for you. Hey, no didn't one you cares. try to get me to play League of Legends? Me? <laughs> I did, and I told you don't do it because it's bad. But uh, side note, though, about the Lord of the Rings thing that I heard about over the weekend from one of the guys at Paradox when I was talking to them about the art stuff was that how oh, you, you, you took the word? You're going to take the words right out of my mouth on this one. Well, I'll let it's, you continue this then. Go for it. Well, uh, well, about, was it the, so. Uh, whatever the name of the Middle Earth Incorporated, yep. they have rights, but they're not selling the arts in their yep. print it's all, forms. It's all the art stuff was all done with like digital, digital, digital only. There's no no resale of it. There's no yeah, you're only uh, getting the art on the cards, yep, the cards alone, and then there's and that's no fine. resale. Which is one of the big things in the Magic secondary art market is like you could buy uh, different arts and stuff. Uh, very easily uh, for X so, amount of dollars, and when this was first announced, uh, was there is there no sleeves or playmats then either? Correct. Probably to my not. to my knowledge, Ultra oh Pro God. got nothing on this. Oof. It's straight up 
It's, it's just straight up the cards themselves. Okay. Um, I'm okay with that. I, I'll, That's I'll, fine. I'll eat crow on the Ultra Pro, but the way that everything came out is we'll just the cards. Yeah. You can't get prints of this. Yeah. L- official prints, yes. quote unquote, official prints. Digitally, but no official. Garrett had his finger on his nose. I did. Speaking of prints, so it's a little bit of a side chat engine, but still talking about prints. I uh, got my print from Parker from Everything Sideways. Did you get that oh, um, did you get the Keldheim one, right? Yeah, I got yeah, the Keldheim one. Got it nice and framed. Uh, the wife helped me rearrange my office wall a little bit. Slider picture. So, yeah, I posted it up on the Discord. So I have not seen it. It's that looking then. nice. It's looking very nice. I have to look at that. Yes, you yeah. Yeah, so. that that whole thing was, I believe, it was underwriting in the contract with the Tolkien estate. Yeah, that's what it is. The Tolkien estate is that the name of the company that owns Middle Earth or whatever? Tolkien owns it. Yeah, it's yeah. His, his estate. Well, he's so dead, like his but family. And his, stuff. his family. Anything estate. that's tied to him is owned by the estate. Yeah. Also, so. side, side note: if I'm not mistaken, I think like the original Hobbit stories are coming into the public domain pretty soon here within the next yep. ten years, right? Yep. And people are fucking... They're stoked, I bet. They're going yeah. batshit. They should. <laughs> We're going to get a B-level horror movie <laughs> Hobbit. <laughs> I mean, we got Winnie the Pooh, so yeah. Have you guys watched... The no. no. The Blood and Honey? I want to. I want... I'll Ewing Party? Moving on to the Morrow teaser, Danny. Yes. Yes. Moral of the story. Be good people. Basically. So let's get some teasers. Ah, so... Of which some of them we already know. Exactly. Uh, so, Morrow's <laughs> March of the Machine teasers. Uh, so, before the previews of March's Machines officially begin, I thought it'd be fun to do another of my Duelist-style teasers where I give tiny hints of things to come. Note that I'm only giving you partial information. So, first up, here are some things you can ex- expect. Uh, numerous cards that mechan- mechanically care about Frexians. Never would have guessed. Right. Never would have guessed. <laughs> a double face token. One that transforms. Ooh. That's cool. Mighty Morph. Ooh. A card that costs X. Blue, 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 blue. <laughs> Probably going to draw some cards. I hope Most so. Most likely. That's a lot of... That's so blue. That's so much blue. Uh, isn't there already an X blue, 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 blue spell? Um, Sublime? I think it's just three blue. Sublime Epiphany? Yeah, isn't I thought I'll yeah. look it up. So anyway, continue. 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 Epiphany is for blue, blue, blue. Anyway, anyway, uh, a variant of mechanic returns to the premiere set for the second time since it originally appeared. In, oh, cool. Maybe some mutate. Mutate hasn't gotten anything new. That was Ikoria though. That was Ikoria. Yeah. So that might a come back. That returns. might come back next set. Yeah, a variant of a mechanic. Um. So next up, we have a legendary <laughs> creature returns, not seen since Homelands. That's way enough. before me. Yeah, I don't know. Ha- no, Homelands. We're gonna get Empress Galia. Hobbit. No, no, it was Emp- Empress Galia. Uh, it was not in Homelands. It was in um. What was the Crown? Is the Crown Homelands? No, that's Empire. Okay. Crown, Fallen Crown Empire is the Crown. The yeah. Homelands is the circle with the, the stuff earth. inside. There we go. It's the Earth-looking one. Then I have no idea. Yep. Anyway. Huh. Um, Everyone's going to hate this card. A creature capable of dealing 11 poison counters. Don't loop me into that. I love it. Fuck off, Matt. Blightsteel coming back? Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? (laughs) Yeah, that would be gross. I would love them to reprint Blightsteel. If they do Blightsteel, that would make it uh, Pioneer legal, and then you'd get indomitable creativity shits there. You're fucking right. 
All right, continue. Next Sorry. up, we have some planes show up in a card's name that has never done so before. Hmm. Ren returns with the new partner. Yay. Realm Breaker. Which we already know about. We are, Wizards already spoiled that one for you. That's okay. It's pretty cool. Um, it is two draft archetypes that have a creature type matter matters component, one of which is Phyrexians. See above. Cool. Uh, oh. We have the 10th blank and blank th- sword. Finally, coming. the cycle completed. Is it? So I'm going to guess. That's the Demir one, right? Yeah. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess the black aspect is going to bring something back from the graveyard. Or it could discard a card from your opponent's hand. They already have a discard one, though. Yeah, but they could reuse that. So black and blue, so it's gonna deal some it's gonna be based off of gin and well, children. Well it won't draw. Maybe maybe the black one will be I'm gonna guess sacrifice. Re- no, I'm gonna guess return. Return? I'm gonna guess ret- something return <clears throat> from the graveyard. It'll probably have like a caveat of like lose life or something. Th- well, I was gonna say like three mana value or lower type of a thing. A control, like that, yeah. That yep. Restriction that way. Piece. Yep. So what's your blue then? Ah, uh, the blue They've already done mill, and they've already done pr- proliferate with the truth and justice. I so draw, here's my draw, thought: draw cards equal to the damage you dealt. No, because they've already done that kind of with sort of war and peace with life gain type things. Yeah, and numbers, and then they've already done draw a card with uh, fire and ice. So my guess would be: I don't know about the black side, but my guess would be the blue side would maybe be like an unsummon effect. They yeah. could do a bounce. Oh, hey. Bear hat. Bear's idea is kill non-black creature and bounce, bounce a creature. blue creature. So <clears throat> that makes sense. Or or it could be, it could right. also be too like the on the black creature part. Like target player has or target opponent sacrifices a non-black creature. Maybe I'm I'm still going. It's going to be graveyard graveyard, thing. graveyard and then yeah, I think the bounce thing is probably a good good idea. Mm-hmm. So, I just yeah. think the bounce is the blue one. That's it. Anyway, what are, what are uh, some uh, rules showing So up? next, here are some rule texts that are showing up on cards. First, we have you may cast spells with flash or flying from the top of your library. That is an angel ability. Um, a, Now we have an aura, god, or demigod card. Hmm. That's all the text we have, so we That's don't know what we do. Uh, where X is the excess damage dealt this way. Green spell? Green or red spell? Red. I'm going green because excess damage. I'm trample. Going, I'm, I'm, going I'm thinking this is going to be along the lines of like all will be, all will be one yeah. enchantment. Maybe. Where it's like, oh, hey, whatever, X, excess, whatever. Uh, this spell. Ooh, that's right, Bera. <laughs> Thank you. Light and Shadow does do the bring Return. a card back. Never mind. So probably sacrifice. Yeah. So next up is this card can't be copied. That's so cool. That. Which means it's going to be a fucking awesome spell. High mana cost. High mana cost, awesome spell. Yep. Uh, activate only if you've cast two or more spells this turn. That'll be something to do with a werewolf thing or something from the... I don't know. I'm thinking... Red, black? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, each player can't cast more than one non-Frexian spell each turn. Oh, my God. A Frexian, Aethosworn, Canoes? Oh, gross. Uh, X twice, where X is the number of lands you control. And that'll be a green spell. Yep. Uh, whenever a permanent you control transforms or permanent enters the battlefield under your control transformed. That'll be red or green. Yep. Yeah, more basis on the 
Yeah, werewolf type Were, of stuff. Werewolf and like plane of Innistrad type thing. Yep. I kind of like how some of these rule changes too. If like you really look into them, they're they're really basing like certain planes and stuff, you know, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Uh, if an opponent protects it, remove a defense counter from it. Cool. Interesting. New commander staple, maybe? Possibly. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you haven't been dealt combat damage this since your last turn, you draw a card and lose one life. Black card. Yep. New quest. No, that's white. That is white. I don't know. White card draw always has a downfall. Doesn't have loss of life ever though. But it doesn't have loss of life. That's a black thing. If it Could didn't have, if it now. didn't have the loss of what life if thing, it's a black white card. If it didn't there have the loss of life thing, I would say yep, yeah, white. But the loss too. of life thing is making me think black or well, some kind of hybrid. That's hybrid, but like that is, but that is a very black thing though. Is like loss of life for resource or resources life. Yep, for stuff. Hey, so. creatures. But anyways, how many Phyrexians are there? Anyway, oh my god! Finally, here are some Phyrexians in the set. We have Phyrexian Bear Rhino. We have Phyrexian Devil. Phyrexian Dog Warrior. Rude. Phyrexian Jackal. Jackal? Jackal? It's Jackal. We have a Phyrexian Samurai. Is it a Jackal? It's a a Samurai. Shut up, Matt. Anyway, we have a Phyrexian Samurai. Phyrexian, Phyrexian Shade. We have a Phyrexian Shark. Oh, cool. Phyrexian Tree Folk. Yep. Uh, Phyrexian Vachino. Phyrexian Weird. You're right. Phyrexians are weird. They yeah. are. Yeah. No one likes them. Oh, shit. That's a creature type. <laughs> no one likes Phyrexian. <laughs> but, um, um, and then some here are some creature types of Denzings fighting them. We have the Moonfolk Ninja. Aetherborn Vampire. We have Fungus Rabbit. My favorite. Dwarf pilot. You can barely see over the steering wheel. Uh, goblin shapeshifter. Hold on. Hold I, on. I, I know. I know. I, I'm just reading the words without going halfway through it. Uh, we have raccoon warrior. Probably the best ever. It's a fucking nope. trash panda, nope. dude. It's dwarf pilot. Give me a if, trash ra- if the raccoon warrior doesn't get some kind of alt art into rocket, I'm going to be disappointed. Now, this is a weird combination. We have a Wolverine dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I think they made a comic book about that. Probably. I have no <laughs> idea. And then we have some new legendary creatures. Uh, the biggest of the best boys, the elder giant dog. Here comes Clifford. Clifford. <laughs> As Matt dies in the corner. Please tell him. me it has a human partner, so it's Emily yeah, Elizabeth. Exactly. <laughs> Elizabeth! Uh, we have Ape Dinosaur Turtle. You know the shitty part about that is? It's going to have a color in it that won't go in my gruel deck for my apes. True. Probably blue. Damn People, people are speculating it's Kogla and uh, Yadaro. That'd be sweet. <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious. Oh, that'd really be sweet. I'm excited for this last one, though. Next up, and lastly, we have Cyclops. Humongous. Homunculus. There we go. So this one is the big one that everybody is predicting is from Ravnica. And is Fibblethip with <laughs> Borborygmos. I mean, is Borborygmos Cyclops? Yeah, he's a Cyclops. Yeah. Borborygmos is a big old Cyclops. Okay, then. And then everyone's like thinking it's Fibblethip, you know, showing up, just riding along, 
with them, kind of yeah, like he got lost in the ogre. He, he got lost. Crazy Mage, to answer your questions, as far as the uh, teaser tells us, we don't know if there are going to be any yeah. cool night cards or token spawners, so we'll just have to find out as soon as more stuff gets revealed. Yep. You want a token spawner, get that more drock. Hey, if from, you want to uh, know, I was March twenty ninth. I, I, I was letting you guys talk, and I was gonna finish. But Anthony way to steal a thunder, Anthony! All the time. I did. I'm sorry. So anyway, <laughs> Gavin <laughs> teaser. Matt doesn't get the talk. Hey, hey, wait, wait, Danny went just. What's up? Who the fuck was that? What the fuck? I hit pause. Your computer's freaking out. Nothing. Never mind. What's up? I was going to ask you when all when we can find more stuff out on. Oh well, Anthony, I'll already answer your question, sir. But I'm asking you. Uh never. Oh, okay. No, it's the 29th. Yay! Next week. No, wait. No, it's this, this week. week. No, it's this, Wednesday. This upcoming so Wednesday. I thought it was the 22nd for some reason. Two days. Wednesday at 9 a.m. Thought it was Tuesday. On what for platform? Some Pretty sure the specific time it and specific. Uh, YouTube or Twitch. At magic.gg. Uh, magic. Wait, specifically specific? Yes. Time? Most yes. likely. When they finally wake up. Hey, Gavin. Gavin. Gavin teaser. Gavin teaser now. It's a YouTube video. <laughs> yep. I don't know what the fuck it's, was going it's on you. with that. Yeah, he's going to read them off. Oh, it's you. You want me to do that? I thought it's he you. Was, I thought he was taking it from no, me. You, you are. Uh, we each had a news bit today. Okay, so uh, we're going to the Gavin teaser which is uh he's giving teasers for specifically commander for the commander decks they're only going to be referring to the new printed commander cards no reprints yep for the commander decks of the five and for the um set booster slot for the the one commander cards i don't think they gave a number of how many that is this time but typically it's somewhere around like that eight number i think is what they've been pretty consistently at yeah Quick reminder, with these Commander decks, they are going to be the first time in 11 years that we get Planes Chase cards. Again. For format. And I think the numbers are each one, each deck has seven reprints, five new, and three Phenomenons. I think they're 15 card decks then. Right? All I know is they're, I'm getting two copies yeah, of each. Yeah, so I think it's seven two reprints, five each. new. Each deck, one to open. And one to keep. One to just sit. You're probably that'll, right. That'll probably, probably be how that. I do that. This March of the Machine stuff. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good idea. So and, and just just a side tangent for those who want to play Plane Chase, you can get a free app on your phone that has all of the cards. Or yes. you could know someone like me that owns all the cards. Well, Matt does too. But I mean, like for those who don't, who don't, or can't find them. Yeah, yeah, they are hard yeah. to find now. So you, you do, they, just, do they have an app for Arc Enemy at all either? I have no idea. I didn't even thought about it. I love Arcanity. So anyway, the, Matt, go on. Those commander decks are the five are a black white growing threat, which is a Phyrexian based deck. Then you have Esper, which is black, blue, white cavalier charge, which is knights. So uh, cool, uh, crazy mage. That might there's, be for you. there's your knights deck. It's a commander deck coming out in Esper. Which is you got a, a red I think you got a red black white knight deck. So this is gonna expand your colors just into blue. Yay. <laughs> then there is a Nea white, green, red, 
Call for Backup, which is a Convoke style deck, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And it has a Kitsune on it, so a Mew. Very hyped for that. Next, we have Divine Convocation. Oh, never mind. This one is the Convoke deck. The other one is the uh, token deck, then. I was about to say token enchantment deck, I'm sure. Yes. And this is uh, white, red, blue, which is... Angels. Angels. Jeskai. There we go. That's Jeskai. Jeskai. And finally... The last one. It's Teamer Tinker Time, oh, which so is Artifacts. And it shows a little gremlin on it. A gremlin legend? With a, a, magnifying, a glass. magnifying glass. And a torch. So along with this, <laughs> there are some new cards. They haven't shown any new those new Planes Chase cards. But here are the teasers, the hints for the cards, the new cards getting printed in the Commander decks. Hint number one, there is a red card with Enchant planeswalker Ooh. I'm, gonna, Ooh. I'm gonna guess that one turns it into a creature i'm gonna guess it has chandra on the art i have no idea yeah hint number two there is a card that calls back to a specific group of cards from new phyrexia oh yeah the only ones i can think of are what are those like the, the one Zenith that the pe- sons? no the pestermite kiki jiki combo one uh exarchs the exarchs oh the exarch Cycle? Yeah, that's the one that first popped in my head, but I don't know. Maybe the Suns. No, Suns were Suns were in. Uh, they got the, the Twilight now. In, uh, besieged. Oh, never mind. Oh yeah, aren't they? Suns were in Besieged, so they got their callback for the. So XR. Oh, the mind. Chancellors. When were the Chancellors made? They those were, are new. Phyrexia. Those are new Phyrexia. So oh, that, that could maybe. be too. So XR's your Chancellors. My guess Go. there. Hint number three. There is a card that begins whenever you cast a Phyrexian creature or artifact creature spell. Oh, okay. I'm okay with that. It's very generic. Number four, there is a card with the same ability three times. Cascade, cascade, cascade. Infect, infect, infect. Okay. I don't know. I was going to say toxic, toxic. No, it seems a little... Prolif. It's either prolif or cascade. Ooh, proliferate, yeah. I doubt it's cascade. We had that one Hydra thing from Commander <laughs> Legends. Yeah, we did four was, times. Yep. Four time Cascade. That's awesome. I need you to Cascade four times, please. Hint number five there is a cycle of cards that all have the ability word Will of the Planeswalkers. Ooh. Oh. We got Talaran Sky Summoner agreeing. Proliferate, please. I feel like that one's probably the most. Well, most yeah, because they had one. Contagion, which was proliferate, proliferate. So maybe. We'll see. Oh, we're aware. We're yep. aware. We yep. just don't know if, like, I mean. If you want us to share your actual name. I mean, he's been on the podcast before. He but showed at the same time, you never know. Well, he says it there. It's Noah. It's Noah, everybody. Noah yeah, is Noah. Taloran Sky. Hi, Noah. Welcome to class. Number six. There is a card with a sentence that begins as many times as you choose. That's going to be good. Should be. Number seven, blank. <laughs> there is a card with the parlay mechanic. That would be fun. Parlay. So that's a new card with parlay because he's not talking about any reprints in this this spoiler. Number eight, there's a card that cares about merfolk. So legacy Prof merfolk. Will be happy. Mm-hmm. 
Murphone. Number nine, there's a plane that references an iconic creature from Alpha. Huh. And I can't, I, I, I got nothing on that one. I don't know enough about the Alpha stuff anymore. Nah, Noah, you the sexy sound bitch. Wade's here. What's up, and Wade? And Wade is here? Jeez, the gang's all here, guys. Hint number 10, there is a new rare Kithkin in these decks. Ooh, oh, nice. these decks. Multiple. So one Kithkin that'll cover all of them or just some well, of them? There's gonna, I'm, I'm going to say that if there's one new Kithkin, but it's going to at least be in two decks. Probably yeah. a, a white Or Kith- red. Colorless. White, yeah, white or red so Kithkin that goes in the, the teamer deck or the... Colorless. It's going to be all five. There we go. Danny's, a colorless Kithkin. Danny's making the call. Number 11. Big G. There's going to be an angel ally. Yes. Oh. Big hype on that one. How many angel allies are there, Big G? Two. Wait, seriously? Yep. Yeah. Is that Amiria Shepard one? Nope. Amiria Shepard's not an ally. Okay. Makes little birds. Number 12, there's a Phyrexianized M11 Titan in the set. Oh. I do have a thought on this one uh, that they're going to do a like watered down primeval titan that's Frexianized. Like that's my that's my guess. I'm going Inferno. Going to do an Inferno titan. I'm going Inferno. Okay. What about Frost Titan? Nobody gives a shit about Frost Titan. Hey now. I love Frost Titan. My guess is I'd probably say it's either be Inferno or Grave Titan. I think Danny because are you technically still? I mean <laughs> if you follow the magic art storyline Sun Titan is actually dead when it was reanimated. Oh, really? Well, if you look at well, some there's so there's a quick side thing. There's there's arts if you follow it. There's Sun Titan's picture. There's a Terminate uh, alt art version card that came out that shows Sun Titan getting killed. Yeah, that was in and a then there was tech, right? yeah that was but that was Sun Titan in that yeah, art. That's Sun Titan, and then there's uh, reanimate or reanimate dead or something like that. Whatever enchantment thing. Yep, that shows. The Sun Titan getting reanimated. For sure, that's Sun Titan. Yeah. Okay. It's been verified and proven, and I think they talked to whoever from Wizards <laughs> about saying, like, it, it was because uh, you it has exactly the same art pieces of his chest plate and the design of, like, some swords and stuff. Yeah, so. Wade, do the roar. <laughs> do the roar. Do the roar. He's, he's grown past his uh, copy pasta days. Do the roar. D- Danny. What's your guess on that Titans? What, Primeval. Was, you're on Primeval side too? Probably. Fuck yeah. It'd make more sense. Yes, <laughs> he did it. I lied, Wade says. Braid Shadow Legends is an immersive online <laughs> experience with everything you'd expect from a brand new... How do you still have this at all? It's, like, in, a, it's in a note in his phone. Yeah. You, good, good for you. Hey, what's hit number 13? <sighs> okay, hit number 13. Boop. Mm, Boop. Boop. There we go. There is a new card with eminence. I don't know how I feel about that, but okay. It's, it's going to be watered down. It's not going to be like what we saw in the six, 16, 17? 15. 15. 15 was the yep. eminence? Okay. It's not going to be on the same power level as those ones and because all of those still pretty good. It's going to be watered down for sure. Imagine maybe like, I don't know. Like what's... Olero is, is like pseudo eminence and that's still pretty good yeah hard to say and the last hint is 
which is kind of big, according to Gavin. For more of those that are in the moto sphere, there is finally something that creates a 1-1 butterfly creature token with flying. Apparently, the only thing that did this was on moto that could create that. So now it's getting a card to create the 1-1 butterfly. What was the card that created it? Let's do a quick look up because I do not know. Gavin doesn't say in his video what it is. Okay. Well, you're looking that up. We should probably move on to the Contracurrency. All right. So the Contracurrency section is where we cover the finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource we like to use is the amazing site, MTG Stocks, who covers comes out with a weekly winner's article on three to five cards moving up and down in price. So three to five that are moving up, three to five that are moving down. Weekly winner's article drops on a Friday. We record on a Monday. So if any price differences happen, we'll tell you about them now. So let's jump into it. Has everyone read the article or am I playing the game with everybody? Oh, I read the article like always. All right. So you're not playing the game. Matt, did you read the article? Oh, wait. Hold on. From Mercadian? So it the only the token was printed online. For, oh, so the token for a card from Mercadian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and a card from Acadian. So, but there wasn't like the actual token of the butterfly. So we're getting the actual butterfly token. Token along with, hold on. Does it say there is finally something that creates a one-one butterfly creature token with flying? So, so we're getting a card that's going to create a one-one flying butterfly token, which will then finally go with this caterpillar, giant caterpillar from Mercadian Masks, green sack it. Make a butter uh, green butterfly with flying. Huh. Cool. At the beginning of the next end step. So, so I'm guessing two two butterfly making. So things. we'll have a a green butterfly token probably. Yeah, because apparently that butterfly token was only on online. That's a cool butterfly token, actually. That's huh. off. Right. That's anyway, cool. we ready. <laughs> Matt, did you read the article? I did not know. So Matt yeah. and Danny... Oh, wait, Danny, did I you read so, the article? I sort of read it. Oh, so it's I just also, Matt. I also have it up, so... It's just it's Matt. It's just Matt again. All right. So, Matt, here we go. Remember how we play the game. I'm going to tell you the card. I'm going to tell you the price it's moving, what it does, all the colors and stuff. So that way everyone knows as well that it is listening. And then you've got to tell me that format. All right, so the first card up on our weekly winner's staff of the Storyteller. Tell me now, the story, Garrett. Now, as of Friday, here's the story for you. It went up 244%, sitting at $3.47. And as of today, the average price, which is what people are trying to sell it at, is sitting at $10. The market price is sitting at $9.49. European average, €1.69. Noise cents. Noise. And this comes out of the Commander Phyrexian all-will-be-one decks, so there is no foil but there is an a extended art that is sitting at $11.94. Now, for those of you wondering, hey, what does this card do? For one and a white, you get an artifact that reads, when staff of the storyteller enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 spirit creature token with flying. Whenever you create one or more tokens, put a story counter on staff of the storyteller. For one white and tapping it, remove a story counter from storyteller. Staff of the Storyteller. Draw a card. Now, Matt, can you name, name that, that format? format. Ooh, commander. Love it. There you go, buddy. You locking your answer in at a commander? Locking it in at a commander. You are incorrect. I'm going to guess also. Wrong. 
You locked in your answer. It's Legacy. Really? It yep. is. Uh, so there is a Cat Staff deck that's coming out. Um, it is a uh, mo- it's a Jeskai deck. Is it um, one of those janky things where you like untap yep. it and you can like yep. draw your whole deck? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Stupid. Um, the red Stupid. the red pieces for the deck are oh, in the sideboard, shit. so it's mostly Azorius, so blue white. Um, yeah. So there you go. Big shocker on why this is becoming a thing. So what is it got like the thing where a creature like intruder? No, intruder alarm just untaps your creatures, right? It doesn't untap your permanents. Um, uh, so, which one is it? Which one is it? Yeah, show me the. Tell me the untapper because I got to know what the untapper <clears throat> is to, for this to dry your deck. Because what do they finish off with a Thassa's Oracle then? If they're drawing their whole deck, are they doing some janky lines eye diamond thing there to also like make infinite mana? No, no, the untapping part is because of uh, uh, the card itself. It's no, a- the, the card itself puts a counter on it, but you got to pay a white and tap it to draw a card. Whenever you create a creature, you put a, a, a counter on it, a staff counter, lore counter. Well, maybe it's a story a effect. Yeah. I was going to say the point of the whole thing, though, is like because of, of that initiate banning, of, that's a I was about to say, coming yeah, in. Expressive Iteration and the White Plume Adventurer. They're um, thinking that this is like taking place with that? It is. It's rising in popularity because of the banning. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's Just a like big that thing. Giant. So it's not. Okay, then. Um, but it can be useful in Commander games. They talk can about it. Yeah, but it's mainly. Game. No, legacy. it's not meant for Commander at all. It's no. just Legacy. Clearly, just Legacy. Yeah. I do like this last bit on the talking about the uh, staff piece, whether you're a seasoned Magic player or just starting out. The staff is definitely worth a card considering for your decks. So, anyway. Now, the next card up on our weekly winners, Niles Colossus. And specifically, they are talking, this is the Commander 18, which I think is the only printing of it, actually. But I'll check here in a second. Went up 129% to $14.29. Now, the average price today is $14.25. Market price is $10.70. European average, €4.16. There are no other printings, so this is just a Commander card, which is good to know because I think I have a few sitting in my collection. Anyway, for six and a green, you get a, a enchantment creature giant with constellation whenever uh, whenever it or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control. Double target creatures power and toughness until end of turn. This is a lot of fun to play in an enchantment deck, especially when it's a Voltron build. Yeah. So, Matt, can you name that Format. I'm just going again with Commander. And if it's fucking Legacy or Vintage, I'm going to be pissed. It's Commander. It is Commander. Woo! Um, mainly because of uh, Tom going up. So Yeah, that Saga guy. Yep. John Bombadil, yep. baby. Bombadil. It does also refer to yeah, uh, throwing the Breaker of Silence yep. as Voltron. well within there. Because so. he's a powerful Voltron yep. effect because yeah, he's only green targeted. Exactly. So <laughs> there is that one. Now the third card on the weekly winners is And the They Pool. Shall Know No Fear. Arguably very metal. Very metal. Uh, mm. This is coming out of the 40k Warhammer decks. So the non-search. Uh, gray, the gray yeah, fox it, one. Yep. So it is yeah. not it is the non-search foil, but they do refer to the search foil as well, I believe. Yeah. In the article. But as of Friday, it went up 106%, sitting at $10.95. 
today, average price $12.12, market price $9.18, European average $2.99. As we talked about, the only other printing is the Surge Foil, which is sitting at $29.94, European yeah, average of euro and ninety five cents. Christian, please pick up a shit ton of copies for all of us. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Um, so for one and a white, you get an instant spell that says choose creature type. Creatures you control of chosen type get plus one plus O oh, and gain indestructible until end of turn. Now, can you name that format? This is. It can be either or. Commander or Legacy. What are you picking? With Commander, there's like that Murdoch stuff. No, not Murdoch. Stop stop politically answering the question. Or Legacy. What's the same? Uh, The Mega Deck. Mega Dick. That makes a bunch of tokens. Or Legacy. But that also does it in Legacy. Commander. I got shafted Uh, with the uh, first uh, one uh, saying that it was Commander, uh, so I'm going to say Legacy for this one. You got shafted again. Yeah, it's Commander. You mother. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) It came out of a commander deck. Come on. I know. So did fucking staff of the storyteller. Don't all do three this bullshit to me. All three of these cards. All three of these cards. The safe bet is I'm, commander every time. And I was wrong on the first one. And, and you doubted one. yourself I after I doubted myself on this one. You I wanted, doubted yourself. I wanted this one for my Verena Zombies deck. <laughs> um, so they do talk about a couple of things within this one. Um, so the demand for... and. They shall no fear is expected to rise even further with the release of two precon decks, or of two of the upcoming precon decks out of March of the Machine and Commander Masters. Because of Phyrexian type, Phyrexian creature type. The March of the Machine one is is the Esper Knights no. that have been announced, and the Commander will be the Slivers. Yeah, Slivers, so, bro. You know what? What up, noob? They all fucking suck. Go for the Phyrexians. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some cheap pickups. Who, anyone else want to take this? Or? Ooh, cheap pickups. Anthony's got I it. got cheap pickups. Perfect. All right, we have Unwinding Clock that is moving up to $4.30. This is one that is the Brothers War retro frame version. Uh, Unwinding Clock has been identified by the MTG Premium Penny Stocks featured as a card that has reached the bottom and starting to move up. That's a card that Artifact players want. Uh, it's one I've been preaching about for a long time, too, with our community of people and friends we know. Yeah, it, it it it's my number one favorite. It, commander. It falls in the same line as Seaborn Muse, Wilderness Reclamation, yeah. and shit like that. Like untapping stuff is nice, especially on your opponent's turns. Yes. So, uh, moving slowly down right now to seven dollars and thirty-one cents is the Monastery Mentor that came out of the Double Masters Twenty-Two. Um, really, that much? <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't get played in modern anymore. It's, it's only not... Legacy that Monastery Mentor gets played. Barely played there. Either. I know. So why is it seven dollars? It's six forty-one right now. It's yeah. on a it's Damn. on a decline, man. Yeah, people like That's, this card, but yeah, it's, it's that niche card where it's like they want to make it work. And I think the only place that it was working was in Legacy because you got all these zero-drop things that you could cast to just yeah. prowess monks monk it up. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now, it's not modern. No. We got a lot of Vulcan Elementals, so don't matter there. All right. And then the last one, of course, is Arreo Suratami Ascendant, which is at 592, slowly moving down. This is your old uh, spin around, flip around enchantments. The counter one. It's Bandit yep. Commander. <clears throat> so why the fuck is that moving? Oh, well, it means Bandit Commander. <sighs> it's moving down. It's yeah, moving down. down. Yeah, I no, would but, assume but, why it's at the price it's at, though, is 
it's probably something with legacy mainly. Vintage maybe uses it. But yeah, you can't use it in Commander because it's busted. It's a good card in Commander. And yeah. once again, nobody uses Oathbreaker, it. Oathbreaker, motherfuckers. That's picking up in pace. I imagine we're going to be having some. Maybe we will talk about Oathbreaker in some of these upcoming yeah, weekly winners we cheap pickups. But, but you know what? I've got a question for all of you. With all the new stuff coming out, the new formats that's in play, have you ever thought, thought, thought to yourself, you know what? I want to build a new deck. I got to look at some new cards. Proxies! And I don't want to proxy out my deck. Hold yeah, on. I don't proxy my shit. Hold on. Side note. Did you guys see that video of the guy that was at Walmart that said, the was recording is like, did you guys know that Walmart is now selling all magic sets? He was at the printer section and took a video <laughs> of the bank. <laughs> nope. That's funny, though. Anyway, this is normally where I'd go into some funny tangent about TCG Sniper, but we'll just get TCG Sniper. Uh, so it's a wonderful resource that you can identify any product, sealed or single cards, and it will give you a notification if it's moving up to your desired price or down to your desired price. Now, if you do the premium plus membership, you get unlimited amounts of things you can put on your list. But if you decide after that three months, because the guys at This Week in MTG sent you that they would give you for free. Now, if they um, you decide that you don't have the cash to pony up for the plus membership anymore, don't worry. They still get you covered with 15 products you can put on the list that you can get notified about. So make sure to check out tcgsniper.com. It is a wonderful resource that can help you with your magic financing. tcgsniper.com. Is that it? That's it. That's it? That's it. That's it. That's the end of it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It's the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, my God. We made it to the end. Hour 10. Hey, we got to finish the ending first. Yeah. Thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 180 of This Week in MTG. Thank you to our Patreons who think that the content that you just listened to is worth supporting. Also, big thank you to JDub Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic related, go check them out. Now, do any of you guys have anything else you want to add to this? Not a dang thing until the Thoughtcast. Life lesson from this past event, which is sometimes you play magic sometimes magic plays you what are we in soviet russia <laughs> no I, I felt like it though with all that flooding i had going on from what noah tells me you deserved it <laughs> yeah well he's just mad because i fucking committed war crimes on him and fnm <laughs> danny uh, danny i don't think he's got anything danny no. yo 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 come check out mtg no. cribs mtg cribs <laughs> and with that magic folk we will catch you next time See ya. Bye. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Anthony. Stop trying to make bro mental a thing. It's What's not a thing. Bro okay. mental is totally a thing.